It's uh, great to be back with you. Um, just so that you know, we were, we've been around a little bit ministering. I think the post-COVID concertina where churches suddenly are saying, can you come or can you help us? Can you speak into the life of the church? So we've been in uh, Harbor City, Durban, which was planted from this church, Red Point, German, uh, Red Point, Durban, with Jamie and Lisa. And uh, some of us went there a few Sundays ago. And uh, good to be praying for them and uh, partnering with them, journeying with them into what God has. Then we went up to the bridge, which is a church, a plant from 3CR. And uh, we were with them for the weekend, lots of ministry. Uh, good to be. It's a new church that uh, we've never been there before. Asked us to come in and to help apostolically. Um, and then this weekend, we had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Franz and Ingrid's Caitlin got married. Uh, in Paul, uh, perhaps one of the most unbelievable settings, um, we sat outside and there was, I don't know which mountain it was, Francois, I don't know which mountain, but it was one of the incredible mountains in Paul, and uh, open sky, we, they were married outside, and just a, a, a beautiful, I wish you could have all been there, we saw Caitlin here when she was three or four, little curly locks, this little girl growing up, um, Beautiful bride, beautiful, handsome groom, uh, married in purity. They kept themselves for their marriage. Um, high honor of the parents, high honor of God. It's the stuff you dream of. It's the stuff that you give yourself to. It's the stuff that we pray for all of our children. And if you are a young person in this church to be married, I would urge you to be a part of the youth, be a part of a life group um, like Caitlin was going through being discipled by her parents and by the youth leaders, and, and uh, what a beautiful, holy matrimony it was, amen? Congratulations, Franz and Ingrid, on your eldest daughter being so beautifully, wonderfully married. As parents, they were honored, highest honor, and Katya and I just sat there and thought, this is it. This is worth it. This is why we gave ourselves to each other, amen? And um, you're invited into that story. <laughs> yeah. You're invited to bring your kids. Um, you're invited to journey together and to pray together. So what a wonderful event. And then we were with Church on Main on Sunday and Monday. And so that was good. And then we spent some days in Cork Bay with my daughter, who organized a place for her mom and her pops uh, for a few days in Cork Bay. Just she loved on us. She gave us angelfish and king clip and organized an amazing place for us. She's only 27. She uh, said to me, Dad, God's blessed me with finances. I said, gee, that's wonderful, Joe's. Um, she said, um, and my tithing, how, you know, must I, are there anything about tithing? I said, just, just tithe, girl, just, just give. And the more you give, the more God will give. And it's amazing. I'm just thinking, how can we bless her? And so it's no boast. It's just a, a testimony of people like Mikey and Kate that have raised the youth, Jamie and Lisa before them, Andre and Yvette before them, Dom and Rhoda before them, just a legacy, amen, of people. So bless you. It's good to see you. If you, if you don't know me, my name is Nick, married to Kati, and uh, we love this church and love to partner with the church. Thank you for coming this morning. Thank you for being here. And uh, I'm just trying to pick up the... Uh, the wind of the spirit, who's in the room? What are your needs? Are you sick? Are you hurting? 
are you dying? Are you living? Are you happy? Are you angry? Are you broken? Are you, are you slipping off the cliff? Are you tangled up in a bush? Are you in a good place? And I don't know that. Um, sometimes God knows, God always knows, and sometimes he may use me or your neighbor to minister to you, to help you, to heal you, to restore you. I think actually my marriage is, I'm losing my marriage. It's good that you're here. But I want to say to you, don't just come here to get your marriage fixed. Come here to worship Jesus. Because if you fixes your marriage, then something else can happen. Then you may want to get out of your marriage. Then your child may want to get out of their marriage. Or they want to start taking drugs. And they want to experiment with tick and cocaine and whatever, you know. So stay in the community. We need the community. Amen. I want to speak to you this morning about the body of Christ, the picture of the body. Why the series? Well, to get an understanding of the church. The church is a little bit, it's beyond us. Some of think, oh, I didn't realize that that was a picture of the church. I didn't realize I had a biased picture of the church. It's multifaceted. It's multidimensional. And the scripture gives us many different pictures of the church. It can be a family. I get that. We understand family. It can be an army. What do you mean an army? Sometimes the church is called to battle. Sometimes we are the army of God marching out to do battle. That's a different metaphor. That's an un People don't like the army, especially in this country, about what the army did. And our army that's in disarray right now, and we're seeing what is the army. The army means everybody in line. Everybody obeys. Uh, we can't have a hundred opinions. You know, it's not a, a family discussion. The bugle has been blown. So that's a picture of the army. The flock. The flock means shepherd, sheep. So there's many different pictures. Today we have the body, which is amazing metaphor for the church, which it may offend you today. You might think, oh, like that doesn't, I don't like that. Or, of course, we may not like different pictures. The temple, what's the temple? It's where we worship. It's where God's presence is. It's very visible. It's living stones into the wall. So all of them are distinct. They give definition and understanding to what God may be doing at the time. And so if you're very caring, nurturing, pastoral, you want to be like a family uh, metaphor or a shepherd flock, green pastures, still waters, anoints my head with oil, my cup overflows, prepares a table for me. But then the Lord might say, it's time to change. I want to warm the house with a family metaphor. And so, so we all are, you know, thinking, oh, I never thought of that. I don't understand. Sometimes you're thinking, why is the Lord, why are the leaders, the elders leading so strongly? Why is there call to prayer? Because there's a battle coming. There's the enemy is approaching the prophets are sensing there's something in the air. They can see the dust. And then we're called to pray. And people say, no, nah, you don't need to pray. God's on the throne. Have a chill pill, pastor. Just, just relax a little bit. No, there's a war imminent until the war hits you or your household or your business or your body. And so we want to be a praying people. Okay, so the body of Christ, Corpus Christi is the fancy word. We are the Corpus Christi. We are the body of Christ. The body of Christ is those that are saved, those who have heard the word of truth, that have received the gospel of salvation, that believe in Jesus, that have been baptized, that have been filled with the Holy Spirit, sealed. We are the church of God, the church that the Holy Spirit has 
formed by his breath. And Ephesians chapter four says this. Now, if you're one of those, you need to be in the body. If you're outside looking and saying, mm, I'm interested in Christianity, I've got some problems. I've got some problems about the virgin birth. I've got some problems about um, Jesus ascended. Okay, welcome. It's good to have you. You can ask those questions. I did for a year. But once you get saved, once you pr pray, Lord, I, I, save me, fill me with your spirit. You go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, that says, From him, this is from Jesus, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament. You've got to be from Jesus, every part. The whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So the, the, the Paul uses the metaphor of a human body to explain to us the church. So you can't be a part of the church outside of the body. It's, it's, a, it's a, what's the word? It's, it's crazy. You can't be the lung operating outside the church. You can't be the kneecap bouncing around saying, I'm part of the body. No, you, if you're part of the body, you've got to get under the skin of the body, amen? <laughs> you've got to get inside. You've got to get into the sensor. So God spoke everything by his voice, spoke creation by the power of his word. But when he, all the, the, the cosmos and the stars and the waters and the seas and the oceans and the plants, but he didn't speak man into being he, formed man with his hands. He created man. He, um, he was sculpting man. He, please forgive me some license. He looked in the mirror because we were made in the image of God and he said, I need to look God, excuse me, looked into the mirror and said, I need to form man. So he sculpted the wonder, the beauty, the intelligence, the competence, the symmetry of man. And then he, and then he, breathed into man the breath of God. And so the body or the human is formed by God's hands. He's not aloof. He loves our bodies, amen? He took Eve and he put Adam to sleep and he took a rib out and he formed her even more beautiful than Adam, more symmetrical. <laughs> Everything was perfect, beautiful, crafted. And he said, these are, this is the image of God. And so he took intimate care and he formed us. He filled us. Remember, the, can these bones live? Remember the Ezekiel, the prophecy, and then the, all the bones come together and he says, can this body live? Prophesy to the winds. And the breath of God comes in and he forms and he fills and he says, now function. That's John Piper's sermon on the body of Christ. He formed and then he filled, and then he said, now function, get on with what you need to. And so the New Testament, the church is called the body. In the Old Testament, it's not called the body. In the Old Testament, includes the bride, it includes the temple, it includes the priesthood, it includes the flock, it includes the holy nation. But the Old Testament does not include the body. Why? Because they hadn't met Jesus yet. They'd heard about Jesus. And so the New Testament, the unique thing about the New Testament in the pictures of the church, because Israel was God's wife, and we are the bride of Christ, but for the first time, the theologians will tell you that 
that the body is now a New Testament picture. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, incarnated himself as a human body. Emmanuel means God with us in the flesh. He showed us how to live. Why are we the body of Christ? Because people say, well, what, what would Jesus do? We wear the band but then, as rugby players, but then we swear and cuss and punch and kick and drink. He says, that's not what Jesus would do. So the body of Christ is what would Jesus do? How do we live? How, do we, how did he walk with his father is how I walk with my father. How we walk with our father. Um, he lived a sinless life. He was crucified. He died and rose again. When you get saved, you get baptized into the body of Jesus. We are Christians. We are the body of Christ. Another theologian said this, the body of Christ, which is us, is his means by which he interacts with the world around us. Can I say that again? The body of Christ, okay, is the, the, his means, the, the, the means of God, the means of Jesus by which he interacts with the world around us. So we together as the body of Christ, he would send us out, say to, okay, to Cork Bay where we've just been. And he would want me to be the light. He want me to be, hey, uh, good to meet you. How are you? Thank you. Man, that's amazing. Uh, God, are you saying something? Um, I want to be the lights of the world. So we as the church become the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the means by which, we are the means by which God interacts with the world. Amen? That's why we're yielding. That's why we are Christians. That's why we are saying, Fill us with your spirit. Okay, let's go to scripture. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. The question I asked this morning is, is Red Point collectively the body of Christ at Red Point? <laughs> Can we say this church is the body of Christ? This gathering of people? Well, the way you would answer that question, because I think it's a good question, if you're interested in joining us, it's a good question. Are these people part of the body of Christ? In other words, well, how do you know that? Well, this is one of the answers. Are they elders? Yes. Are they deacons? Yes. Are they saints? Philippians 1.1. Do they pray? Nah. What? They don't pray. No, they just have fantastic meetings. They've got a bit of a fancy band with very entertaining worship. They can preach very well like they entertainers. They can do good coffee, good building, but prayer, no, don't join. Don't join a church that doesn't pray. Because when, they, when, when the church was formed, what did, what did they do? They devoted themselves to prayer. So, so the question is, is it easy to pray? No. Do I like to pray? Sometimes. Am I mandated? Are we mandated to pray? Yes. What does prayer do? It weakens the body and strengthens God. When we don't need to pray, it means we can do this, Lord. Chill. Pops, chill, sit on your throne. We'll do it. We are no longer the church. We are a institution or a center. Have I lost you? Do we teach the word? Do we fuss with the word? Do we wrestle with the word? Well, now a man can marry a man. Uh, where? Did we fuss with the word? Did we wrestle with the word? It's okay to have sex before you married. Ah, uh, where? No, it's not. If you have, we, don't, we want to say, 
Repent of that. Turn away from that. Don't do that anymore. If you're living together, move apart if you want to be a part of the body of Christ. If you're outside the body, nothing to say. (laughs) Nick, just be happy. So happy. Do we break bread? Mm, It's a bit of an old-fashioned thing. They met daily and they broke bread. They fellowshiped. Do they talk more about Jesus or more about stuff? The city, social justice. Um, the, if we don't talk, if the centrality of our message is not Jesus, I'm not sure that we're the church. We may be the ailing church. The other question is, are you a part of the body? I'm not saying, are you an accessory? <laughs> so this watch kind of stays with me. But this watch, as cool as it is, and it's only big because I can read it because my eyes are bad. It's an accessory. My shoes are not part of my body. They're an accessory. I like sometimes just to be the shoes in the church. And then I can take myself on and off or the shirt or the hats. But are you a part of the body? Are you a living member, organism in the body? Romans 12, chapter 4. Please put it up. I'll give you some time. Just as each of us has one body, so the, so the writers of the, of the scriptures, the Holy Spirit, Romans, Paul writes, he says, you're going to get this, you can get it, you can understand it, it's, it's comprehensible. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many, yeah, form one body as each member belongs to all the others. Man, that's a serious, weighty text. We don't have, we have one body. I don't have two bodies. If you're schizophrenic, you can have two bodies. Sometimes we have a weekend body. <laughs> it's the same body, but we try and dress it differently. Monday to Friday, old-fashioned tie, safari suit, jacket. <laughs> but come Friday, makeup, purple hair, your big shoes, earrings, tattoos, metal. Understand we may want to change the outside, but you can't. You have one body. You may wish for another body. You may have desired a different body. You may want to adjust your body. You may want to be taller, shorter, thicker, fatter, more muscles, lean muscles, better tone, different visible parts, bigger nose, bigger ears, smaller. I don't know what more hair I do. We all want different things, but we didn't necessarily all get. So even when you join a local church, you think, huh, what about this? <laughs> well, that's why you've come to add it. I want a better brain. I wish I had a more friendly smile like my wife. It's humbling sometimes. I've got this body. I don't like my shape. I wish I was more athletic. I wish, 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 wish. We all want some of that. Sometimes we rebel against this body, our physical body. Sometimes we rebel against the church. I just hear it often, oh, the church. I'm sick and tired, the church, the church. We are part of the church, amen? You cannot have a different body. It's the body that he gives you. It's the sex that he gave you. We all thought as kids, what it like to be a girl if I was a boy or a boy like a girl? We understand those things, you know. But actually, I am what I am, crafted, made wonderfully, exquisitely, 
by God, what's it, it's wonderfully formed, here I am. I yield, I submit to the Lord. I'm trying to find myself. Get into the body. You're not going to find yourself out there. You find yourself, you're best and I'm best when I'm a lung or a stomach or a heart or an eye. Not out there trying to find, the eye's trying to find itself. The eye's not meant to find itself. The eye's meant to get into the body and see on behalf of the body. The hand cannot say, oh, who am I? I don't know who I am. I, I have uh, all sorts of issues from my birth. No, hand, you will find meaning if you attach yourself to the body and you become the things that hold, that touch, amen, that, that greet. My meaning is not found in isolation, I'm trying to find myself, nirvana, go to the desert, Get therapy. I need to get into the body. I need to be part of the body. It's the best place to be. It's the place where you function your best with many members. So we have one body with many members. How many major parts of the body are there? Ingrid, doctor, tell us. No, sorry. Ingrid, just shaking her head. That's good. We have 206 bones. I'm just telling you what Google says. 206 bones. I'm just one of the bones. You break a bone, I'll tell you what, the whole body freaks out. You have 650 muscles. It's incredible what the muscles do, coordinate, move. There are 78 organs. I think, what's it, 8 or 11 major organs, but there are 78 organs, counting to 934 they with many members. That's what we're like together in Christ, likened to a human, human body. Wonderful. Many members, different ministries. One of the interesting facts you may find is how long are our veins? Those are the connectors that, that flows. You know how long, how long are our intestines? Seven and a half meters. How long are our veins? If we had to put each vein, do you know how long it is? Google says 100,000 miles for an adult, 60,000 miles for a kid. That's round the world twice. Are you a vein? You know what a vein does? It's a connector. Like Tula is the connector. He's, he's always connecting. He's going around the world connecting. <laughs> Why are you so quiet? Are you alive, Mikey? Mikey, talk to me, brother. I mean, uh, keep going. Okay, okay, okay. We who are many... Form one. Sometimes we could be judgmental or like I wish the stomach would not want so much food. I don't know how it happens. You know, I wish, I wish the eyes weren't the, the sort of major part of the body. Some, some of us twinkling our eyes. We may have struggles in the body. We may have struggles with other bodies, other churches. Sometimes we can be judgmental. Romans chapter 12, verse 4, BB, which is the second part, and these members do not all have the same function. Incredibly different functions, all vital for the body to live. Specialized, they look different. The intestine versus the ear. The intestine just hidden, just processes food, comes down, juices, and incredibly important, the intestine. The eye. Sees. We know that when the intestine, spastic colon, I don't know what, or, the, or it doesn't work, it's a problem. The whole body gets, gets into shock. We have different functions, specialized, 
all wrapped in skin and hair, built around the skeleton. You might think, I'm just a bone. Imagine you're, you're the backbone. You're a pillar in the church. You hold the structure together with the ribs. So, so all of us are different, amen? We love each other. We respect each other. It's wrong thinking to be part of the body with members just like us. I hear this all the time. Like, I don't relate to these people. It's like the, give me a body part. The liver saying to the ear, I don't relate to you. You're not meant to, bro. That's why let God place you in a church where, where he places you so that you can do. Now, it may be that we need two arms and and there are many ears, and there are many, I get that picture, because we are a collective. But if we're looking for a homogeneous world, after a while, all the eyes are going to fight each other, saying, well, I see this, and that eye says, I see that, and that eye says, well, I saw that. And so mysteriously and wonderfully, God puts us all together. We have different gifts. Sometimes we want to be an eye church, an ear church. We're a prophetic church. It doesn't exist in the Bible. We're a leadership church. We're a social justice church. It's like saying, this is a lung body. Like, no. It's the body of Christ. It's the totality of what Christ wants to do. And Paul uses the metaphor of the body. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. So the gifts were given you by the grace or the charity of God. If a man's gift is prophesying, use it in proportion to his faith. Major struggle in the church. If your gift is healing, it's no good coming up to this person and saying, I'm leaving this life group because there's no healing here. Pray for the sick if you're in that life group. Amen? If you have a ministry to the poor and you find this church lacks ministry to the poor, saying, I'm your man. Clipboard, we're going to go and minister to the poor on Saturday morning. We're going to take soup and Christmas presents. Just function, amen. There's evangelists and pastors and prophets. The evangelists and the pastors wrestle. The prophets and the teachers wrestle because the prophets hear God. The teachers want to check it. The, the, so, so there's a healthy tension, amen? In other words, maybe the stomach is saying to the mouth, stop eating. I mean, I'm getting an ulcer, or stop worrying, I'm getting an ulcer. Help me. Or the muscles are atrophying, and they're saying, please, body, exercise. These, these muscles are, uh, we need to go and walk. Well, I don't want to walk, but the body must function. You're handy. You're saying to the muscles, we don't recognize you. I mean, I just think it makes sense. When I was a young man, I was like the business guy of the church. I, I was involved in business. Was I a good businessman? I don't think I was. Did I have entrepreneurial skills? I don't think I did. But I was able to help people with business or finance because that's what I had. We had a home. What is your gift? Apostle, probably Contributing to the needs of others. Let them give generous leadership, governance, mercy, wisdom, knowledge, healing, gifts of faith, all parts of the body. Miraculous powers. Distinguishing between spirits. Tongues, interpretation. All these are work of one and the same spirit. The spirit puts the body together. 
every part functioning, every part working. We do not have the same function, but the Lord says, as in the body, every part. My brother's out here, my older brother, his pituitary gland popped, got a, got a growth on it, so they had to take it out. That pituitary gland, if he doesn't take his medicines, he's in trouble. That little pituitary gland, hope I don't butcher it, Ingrid, but that pituitary gland is the headmaster of all your secretions and all your, that's an important little thing. The endocrinologist saw him yesterday. I don't know what the result is. We're seeing him for lunch. How's your pituitary? He's got to, he left, he went on holiday, left his pills behind. If he doesn't take his pills, he's in trouble. Little pituitary gland, important function. Am I in the body? Am I functioning? Am I in God's beautiful community? He has arranged the parts just as he wanted. Am I healthy? Am I functioning? Am I doing its work? Each part functioning. I have the greatest respect for people that say, I'll move the chairs, bro. I'll, I'll wash the dishes. And after you realize, you know, okay, no, but I'll preach or, you know, I'll go to the nations. Yes, that's all good. But, but those things that seem so ordinary, like the digestion of the body, is so helpful. When the leg stops functioning, the whole body, if you cut yourself, break a bone, the whole body, I've been thinking about Michael and other people that are sick in the church, Michael's knee, because he works with us. He's, he's a man that, he's like an ox. He carries a big load and now his knee. So the whole body is saying, ah, the knee, the knee, the knee. It's like, and so everything, even his, Megan is saying, oh, like his knee, Michael's knee. That's what happens when we are stopped functioning. That's what happens when we go walk about. Not that Michael is. That's what happens when you just say, I'm out of here, bro. People think, oh, just release me. I'm thinking, what? You're an integral part of this church. Yeah, but you don't recognize me. Of course we do. We recognize all the functions. You may not get applauded every Sunday, but what you do is key, amen? So if you're a hidden, give me a hidden organ, somebody, Michael. Pancreas, important. I mean, the appendix, sometimes you think, well, they don't need me, but, but the, it's important, brothers and sisters. When you join a church, when you become part of a body, you can't just disappear. Are you breathing? The gifts are given. This is a very important part. The gifts are given in relationship to the body. Can I repeat that? Outside the body, the gifts are out of place and unused. The, the, if you have a gift, get into the body, and that's when your gift will really be important. Amen? When you, when you are outside of the body, you are not in God's order. But when you're in the body and you are a specific gift, people say, well, no one uses me. That was my problem. I was outside of the body, looking in. Looking in, not getting in. And then I felt the Lord say, get in. The funny thing I shared to my embarrassment is we went to Holland. I was like a reluctant guy. And we played soccer against Germany and Holland. All these, all, there was a mission trip. 
And I just loved that game. I just thought that game, playing soccer with all these um, Germany and the rest of the world. And I thought, I remember scoring some goals and the guy said, hey, Nick, great turn and you booted it. And I just thought, I'm feeling a part of this. I was often on the outside. Get in, get into the middle. What, what, what do you want me to do? I'm part of the body. It's humbling. Sometimes we're thinking, get in. That's where God defines you. He, he, your gift flourishes, amen? For we were all baptized. Let me just go to read the scripture. I want to read 1 Corinthians 12. Go to 1, if you're taking notes, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. I mean, who needs to preach after you've read that scripture? 1 Corinthians 12. The body is a unit, 12, 12. 1 Corinthians, 12, 12. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its, its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether Jew or Greek, slave free, we're all given the same spirit to drink. Drink, 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 the same spirit. You might say, I'm, I'm not part of this body. I'm, dis, I'm not in unity here, drink from the Spirit. The Spirit unifies you. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be parts of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm just, I, don't, I just sit on the side of the head. No one notices me. In fact, I'm a bit deaf, but no one notices me. I'm not an I, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an I, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? He's celebrating diversity. He's celebrating differences. Do you, do you speak in tongues? N- not all will speak. Do you prophesy? Not all. Are you an apostle? Not all are apostles. We love diversity, but diversity in the unity of the spirits but in fact God has arranged the parts of the body every one of them just as he wanted them to be I want to be the mouth you may not be the mouth sir you may be the tongue <laughs> you may be the teeth <clears throat> but that's part of the mouth if they were all one part where would the body be as it is there are many parts but one body The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think less honorable, we treat with special honor. And it goes on and on. Jesus is the head of the church. He is the supreme head of the church. And he is Colossians 1.18, and he is the head of the church, of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Aren't the elders the head of the church? Somebody has once or twice introduced me, this is the head of the church. Don't say that. I know it's innocent, but rather don't say that. Jesus is the head of the church. Very important, okay? It's a, it's a term we use which can be a little bit dangerous. The practical outworking is that he leads it, he directs it, he captains it, he's the authority of the church. 
Why? Because no man ever created the body. God did. Therefore, he captains it. What do the elders do? It says in 1 Timothy 5, the elders who direct the affairs of the church. The elders are sitting right close to Jesus. They, they, they're saying, Lord, what must we do? What do you want to do with your church? What's, so we'll go away on Thursday for three days. We'll pray together. We'll talk about baptism, and we'll talk about preaching series, and we'll talk about ministries, and we'll talk about a whole lot of things. But the most important thing is we'll go away to here, head of the church, the one, the brain the, from whom all authority flows. The brain makes the hand touch and the eyes see and the feet move. All of us are under Christ. That's why when people come and say, well, I think you should do this, we're saying, well, we've, we've certainly sought God. We've prayed. We've waited. We've gone to his word. We've found unity. We are taking our instructions from Jesus, who is the head of the church. Give me an amen. Thank you, Francis. Somebody. He nourishes. He sustains. He coordinates the church cannot die because Jesus is eternal. The church can cease to exist because it's dislocated itself from the head. That church will die. It will be decapitated. But if you stay, even if you're fragile, and if you're broken, if we only 10, we were 2,000, now we're 10, are we still connected to the head? You will live. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every support and ligament grows and builds itself up as each part does its work. In, in Colossians 2.18, it says, he has lost connection. Talking about a brother with big dreams and false um, humility. He says, he has lost connection with the head from whom the whole body, supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. We're going to grow the church. You cannot do that. Greeks, Ethiopians, all nations, all people, we're going to make the church multicultural. You, very hard to do that. You can hinder God causing the church to be multi-ethnic, multi-generational by saying, we're not going to sing those songs. Those are just for young people. That is hindering God. But you can allow him to bring people from different ethnicities, different languages, different shaped faces and bodies and all sorts of things, um, histories and, and, and cultures. And God says, they come all together all together. I'm going to bring them together, honoring one another. There should be no divisions in the body, 1 Corinthians 12, 25. But its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Isn't that beautiful? That's why we want to go and cry with people. That's why when somebody hurts, we hurt. That's why some people go to the hospital, the carers, the people are aching, the people that will weep with you. We should be getting softer toward each, toward each other. Can you say amen? Because if the leg breaks, the whole body goes into shock. Romans 12, I'm landing. Romans 12, 5. So in Christ, we who are many form one body. When you're in Christ, in Christ, you form one body. This is a Papa's main point. He says, we receive grace in Christ. Our redemption is in Christ. We are justified in Christ. Here's the supremacy of the church. I came to you preaching nothing except 
Christ and Him crucified. We have forgiveness of sins in Christ. I'm forgiven. Somebody sins against me in the body. God says, forgive them. Well, I've already forgiven them five times today. Seventy times seven. Why? Because I forgave you. Well, I'm not forgiving. But Nick, I forgave you. You sinned last week and one week a hundred times. And I forgave you, but now you don't want to forgive your brother. We are forgiven together. Amen. That's why if you're a Pharisee, you won't forgive. If you're self-righteous, you won't forgive. If you're a perfect Christian, you won't forgive. Until God shows you, you're a Pharisee. There's no condemnation for those in Christ. We are new creatures in Christ. We have eternal life in Christ. God supplies all our needs in Christ. We have every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms in Christ. Are you in Christ? And if you're in Christ, you're in his body. And if you're in his body, he wants you to function. <laughs> and, if you, and he wants you to be different. And he wants you to be diverse. And finally, the last point And each member, Romans 12, chapter 5, belongs to all the others. Daniel belongs to me, and I belong to Daniel. I belong to all of you, and all of you belong to me. (laughs) It's like this body. This body, the heart of this body, belongs to this body. And the whole body places a demand on the body, on the heart, to pump blood. These lungs belong to the whole body. You, sir, you, ma'am, belong to us, and we belong to you. And you are here simply to pump oxygen, oxygenated blood. Isn't that amazing? You, You may be the eyes. You belong to the body. I think it's profound. I think it's beautiful. You know, Jesus, there's one thing um, God gives all of us is a will. He gives all of us a will. Even Jesus was given a will. And Jesus says, you know, when a kid, when a kid's born, when a kid becomes, how how old is um, Sam? A year. You'll see now that he's walking, he wants his will. He's not lusting. He's not sinning. He's not stealing. He's not coveting. Well, he may covet a toy. But he has a will, and often we are willful, and we say, God, I want to do it my way. Jesus said, not my will, which means, means he had a will. I've not come to do my will. Jesus never sinned, but he had a will. One of the things God will give all of us is a will. <laughs> can do what you want with your will. But Jesus says, not my will be done, but your will be done. Won't you let God this morning put you in the body if you're not in? If you're in the body, won't you let him function through you? Won't you bless us by being a functioning member of the body, whatever your function is? If you, if you are looking in this morning, and, and I want to say to you, don't rush in. Look in and say, is this the real deal? Are these people true? Then you ask Jesus to save you, to fill you with his spirit, and then he places you into a body. And then we yield our wills. We say, Lord, what a joy. What a joy to be a part of a body. What a joy to be included. Can I hand over?
Okay, can I ask you to stand with me? And um, asking God just to say, Lord, integrate me. Baptize me. Fill me.